Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast and Radio MD. I heard her wherever you download us from. Thank you for doing that. This is 1162B. The Bs are always great guests, and we have one today. Natasha Shabra. C-H-H-A-B-R-A-M-D is a gastroenterologist practicing in Bergen County in northern New Jersey. She is a rising star. She's officially a rising star as she was awarded the 2022 Castle Connolly Rising Star Honor for her work in gastrointestinal disease. She's a summa cum laude graduate of New York University and did her residency in internal medicine at New York, NYU, and her GI and hepatology at Montefiore. So she's a true stay in New Yorker, and I'll find out why she did that. But the website for her is Ganji, G-A-N-J-L-L-C.com, G-A-N-J-L-L-C.com. And we're going to talk about summer gut health. That is, what changes in the summer in your gut. And I'm curious about that too. But we obviously eat different foods in the summer. Those probably change things, but we're going to find out about that. We are brought to you as usual by Life's First Naturals, the makers of both True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum, two things that have randomized control data. You can go to their website to see how good it is at lifesfirstnaturals.com. And of course, our own website, Longevity playbook.com, how to live younger for longer. And keeping your gut microbiome in great shape is one of those ways. No one really knows how to do that, I don't think, right now. But maybe Dr. Schauber will talk to us about that. Thank you, Natasha, for coming on. As I said, this is 1162B. So does heat or the foods we go to in the summer change our digestive system? Well, Dr. Rosen, first I wanted to thank you for having me. And I have noticed that in the summer, there is different patterns of eating, different food of choice. For example, many people are having barbecues or maybe eating out more, tend to have more fresh fruits and vegetables. And the thing with barbecues, for example, is food tends to sit out for longer periods of time in the heat. And unfortunately, that can harbor infections. So have been noticing more infections in the summer. So even though barbecue is heated and hot, I assume most barbecue is, has heat over 160 degrees, well, at least at the surface, you can get more infections because it rests on a plate that's open to air before you get to eat it. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I was more thinking of, you know, the fruits and salads sitting out or any condiments. Those can tend to harbor infections, especially if sitting out. But also, you have to kind of trust who's barbecuing for you. And if they're doing a great job, if things are well cooked, the meats are well cooked. But even those foods can be sitting out for hours and someone may, may pick at the food hours later and they might, which is not the best idea. You don't see many people at a, at a neighborhood barbecue or a friend's barbecue using a thermometer, I suppose. Exactly. Does our digestion slow 
in the summer or in other words, does fruit change it, make it faster, slower? What changes are likely? In the summer, we we're seeing warmer temperatures and not everyone's keeping up with adequate hydration because you, you tend to need more hydration in the summer since you're experiencing some losses outdoors. And if you're experiencing hydration losses through other ways, such as sweat in the summer, you your digestive tract does not always see that hydration. So one thing that not everyone realizes is that they should be hydrating more than they're usual in the summer. That is very important for keeping the digestive tract going. So does water, that is when you take water or fluid, I guess it would be any fluid with food, whether it's soup or tea or whatever, or coffee, or even the water of a beer, does that help speed transit through the bowel, whether it's summer or winter, or it does it not have much effect other than making us urinate? Water is, it keeps our digestive tract going. It, it is the best thing you can do for your digestive tract and, you know, kind of the plumbing of your body. So it helps both with the digestive tract and the urinary tract. So I think it's great for both from both perspectives. So it does keep things going. I think if you're not having enough water, then no matter what you eat, the digestive tract may not work as well. Now, what do you do? Do you do anything different in the summer yourself? In the summer, I do drink more water. I lean towards more drinks with that tend to have more electrolytes. I do try to be careful with the fruits and vegetables I'm having, make sure they're well washed. I try not to have anything meats especially that are undercooked. And I may lean towards having a probiotic more consistently, whereas in winter months, as a personal choice, I may not focus on that as much. You do colonoscopies, as I understand it. I assume a lot of gastroenterologists do uh, colonoscopies. Do you get the water in? Do you make a a specific effort to get water in between cases, or or is it just kind of hit and miss and you keep reminding yourself? It is a conscious effort. Sometimes the schedule is busy where I don't always have access to water, but I do try to make it a point to have some water because you also have to make sure, you know, you're staying well hydrated to take care of your patients. And do you do anything different? I don't know if you do the shopping in your family. I should say Shadra's website, C-H-H-A-B-R-A, is part of a group that is Gange, G-A-N-J-L-L-C.com. That's in northern New Jersey, Bergen County. Dr. Natasha, do you do anything different? Do you do the shopping in your family? Yes, I do the shopping in my family. Do you do anything different? In other words, some people I know have advocated taking around a cooler. Do you do that or is that, do you get home fast enough or do you, how do you, or do you have everything delivered and, and try and refrigerate it fast? How, what should we be doing? I think it depends on what your schedule is. If you plan to get groceries and not go home right away, a cooler is a great idea. Personally, I plan to go grocery shopping when I know I can go home directly after to properly store my groceries. You don't want them to sit in the car in the heat too long, and that that's something that can potentially harbor infection or spoiling. And the classic infection comes from potato salad left out with mayo, etc. Why does potato salad grow bacteria so well? I think potato salad is almost the perfect storm. It's potatoes, it's 
mayonnaise condiments and some potato salads have in the mayonnaise have egg in them i think it's the perfect storm but it's not just potato salads it could be the regular salad that's sitting out it could be the fruit that's been sitting out so i classically yes anything with mayonnaise has been thought to be the culprit but it really could be anything that's been sitting out for hours and is there any telltale sign? Does it have to smell bad or can it be bad and infected when it smells normal? Oh, it doesn't have to smell bad. It could look perfectly fine. It still potentially be infected. And other than taking a probiotic and being more conscious with water, is there anything else you do for your gut in the summer or that we should all be doing? A uh, probiotic is a great idea, especially if you like to go to barbecues or like to eat out or travel. Probiotics can be very helpful in keeping your gut health on track. Although there isn't enough evidence to support definite use of probiotics, but anecdotally, many people have found them helpful. Other than that, I think staying well hydrated and having enough fiber through the diet, such as fruits and vegetables that you know have not been sitting out and well refrigerated or well stored. Anything else we should know? that you want to talk to us about? I love throwing an open-ended question. So my open-ended question is, you've been in New York for a long time, and you probably go to the beach. What do you do when you go to the beach with food to keep it well other than a cooler? Do you do anything else? The cooler is very important. And I think once you take the food out of the cooler to eat it right away or store it back into the cooler, I think that is probably the best way for to eat on the beach you know you know you prepared the food you know where it came from and a cooler allows you to keep the food well stored well refrigerated before consumption we've been talking to natasha shabra c-h-h-a-b-r-a who's a gastroenterologist at ganj g-a-n-j-l-l-c Dot com in northern New Jersey. I think what I've learned is to make a real conscious effort with water. And the other thing is to eat the food right away If I, when I take it out of the cooler rather than leave it sitting on the table while throwing the Frisbee around. Thank you very much, Natasha. Anything else you want to impart to us? I just want to make a point to know that you can always call your gastroenterologist if you have certain symptoms suggesting food poisoning. So some symptoms are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. If symptoms are prolonged or you're having significant diarrhea where you're feeling dehydrated, it's always best to just consult with your gastroenterologist and they can be very helpful in getting you feeling better. Thank you very much. And by the way, the fluids, you, you mentioned that you went and did a lot of electrolyte solutions in the summer. Is that Pedialyte or is it Gatorade Zero or doesn't matter? All of those about the same. They're all very similar. I think the, the main part, the main similarity amongst them is they contain salt and sugar, which help you maintain the hydration better, help you absorb the water better. Thanks again. Our sponsors are lifesfirstnaturals.com, the makers of both True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum, and longevityplaybook.com. Thank you, our audience. 50,000 of you download us a week, so we appreciate that. That's the reason we do these. We'll be back next week. Hope you are too. 
be sure to listen to the A segment. There's two really excellent studies, randomized controlled trials with aromatherapy for pain and aromatherapy for preventing dementia that are really outstanding studies, as well as one on what the minimum amount of exercise you should do when you're in the hospital for getting a benefit and what's the maximum amount you should do, no matter what disease you have, for getting the maximum benefit while in a hospital. Those were in the 1162A segment. Thanks again. We'll be back next week. We hope you are too.